My podcast. My podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harry at Diaper. Hello, welcome to episode 75, 75, 75, it is episode 75, is it? It is, how do you know, because I know how to count, 75, 75, do you know it's 75, 75, 70, 70, 75, do you remember that um, Sesame Street back in the day used to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. That's how it used to go, innit? Anyway, hope you're well. Are you well? Are you well? Do you think you are? Hope you're well. I'm alright, I think. No, I am. It's been... I mean, it's been... <laughs> I mean, it's been... It's been... Not quite, about a week off a month really, just under a week off. No, just over a week off. Yeah, just over, wasn't it? Is it over because it's less or more? Not quite a month since I left. Well, to be honest, so I was away for a lot. The week coming up to Christmas, I was away gigging. So I planned to do a podcast then. But why didn't I? I can't really remember now. I think I was busy having a lovely time. Um, Let me think. Oh, do you know what? A lot of it was. So I probably would have on one day. But I had a few drinks at the gig and then I just came back and just relaxed. And Yeah, and then most of the time I was in in transit. But it was such a bloody... It would have been good if I... Because I spent so much time on public transport, but... I did a podcast on the bus or the train. Well, they'd think I was mental. And they'd be right. But yeah, they don't need to know that. Oh, God. The, on the way to... Where was I? Um, uh, Was it Bristol? Was it Newcastle? Yeah, because I got loads of coaches. We'll say Newcastle. Yeah. No, it was. We'll say that because it's right. So, on the... Well, I was going to tell you all about it in order but well I've started this topic now so it's going to be higgledy-piggledy well whenever I used to watch films with my mum she'd always you know in films when it goes from like I don't know it it goes back 10 years and then it goes to the future then it goes back five years and then mum would be like oh I can't be dealing with this it's too jumpy but and you know she has sense some has sense is that right but some of them are too all over the shop, and you're like, in fact, I said something the other day, I said, that wouldn't happen, what was I watching? I said, that wouldn't happen, because this is set in the past, and my boyfriend was like, no, this is now the future, and I said, oh, it appears I have not been paying attention. Anyway, so I, so I got a coach to, where did I get a coach to? Newcastle. And, oh, typical, this all, this keeps happening to me, it's so annoying, groups of lads, must be because there's so many of them, but they seem to wait until literally the bus is about to go, in fact, I think the bus, buses, do they wait for people, because, and I'd feel bad if they do, because I've before, what have I done before, like, years years ago, 
say I get like a a, a, a bus back from London at I don't know half past midnight or something to go through the night for like a fiver, and then last minute I've I've just had an absolute panic attack about it and gone oh my god the, because. In fact, when I've done it, it hasn't been that bad, but it's just the thought, because, you know, you get a lot of people that are pissed, and, and then the last the last time I did that, even though it was it was fine, because these lads, well, I stupidly sat at the back, and these lads were just so pissed, but they turned out they're quite gentlemanly, they were good lads, but, I mean, I had to talk to them, I talked to them for the old bloody journey, they were going clubbing when they came back to Manchester at, like, four in the morning, yeah, because I was coming back from a gig, I was reading a book and they were taking the piss, calling me a proper square because they were all drinking. I was like, people need to realise that though, that we're all not on the same level. Like, I get that a lot when, oh, whenever the train passes like Chester or places like that, when it's the races on and you just got all these knobheads in suits and fascinators, fascinators, and they just look at you and, and they'll roll your eyes and say you're moody if you don't. Um, entertain their absolute dribbly nonsense and it's like look guys just because you spent all day drinking doesn't mean the whole world is on the exact same level at you as you you absolute fucking bumber clot honestly so <laughs> bumber clot I mean, really yeah oh god so what i do is i always put the bag next to me because i mean i know i shouldn't but i just don't want to sit next to anyone and i i when I do sit next to someone, if I'm on the inside seat, well, it's difficult because I want to be on the inside seat because I like looking out, especially with like a coach journey because it's on, you know, it's so long. But then if someone sits next to me, I, I feel, I just feel so trapped. So anyway, so I put my, and like, <laughs> uh, so I put my seat on the bag, uh, put my seat on the bag. Put my bag on the seat next to me, and then literally in the last second before we were gonna go, about nine bloody lads got on. I was like, "Oh, you've got to be joking!" In fact, to be fair though, I had the the. I think I had the best of the lads sit next to me because he sort of kept himself to himself, whereas all the other ones were just bothering whoever they were sitting next to. And I can say with 100% certainty that they were absolutely off their tits on drugs. They were gurning their tits off on the bloody 10.25 to fucking Newcastle. 10.25, like, most people haven't had their breakfast. Well, a lot of people have had their breakfast, but they're not double dropping. Oh. And then every time the bus stopped, because the it just stopped to let people off it wasn't it was never an actual break and they'd all be chewing their jaws rushing off the bus to get to, to have a cigarette and that so you know you always need to s- smoke when you're on pills but who out of that group thought that was a good idea do you know what lads yes let's all do loads of drugs i mean absolutely baffling so that was a very long journey and then they had the, so they were just so loud and annoying and I have a thing where I I just don't like eating in in public like at all. I don't know what it is. I think I do because some would like. I think I like quite slurpy food. Like I I'll often for like a little snack I've one of them pots of melon or oh I've got some melon in the fridge actually. Well I've got the reduced. This is so boring. Well it's two pounds seventy nine expensive for a whole melon. 
My boyfriend was like, oh, it's £2.75 for a melon. You won't even eat it all. So then I ended up getting for £1.15 draggy old reduced watermelon slices. Anyway, that's, but that's by the by. Do you know what else I did get, though? Got a bloody cherry pie. Because my boyfriend was all over the bloody reduced shelf. And I went to go mm-hmm. get bread, not even knowing that there was a reduced bread section. And I come back. What did I come back with? Oh, I can tell you. Come back with a massive cherry pie for a special... What's it called? The, the type of cherries that begin with M. 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 Monochet, Monochet, Monocherit. Ah, she says it in Greece. She says something as in da 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 cherries. M. M. Harriet, you should just go in the kitchen and have a look. If you know what cherries I'm talking about, ring in on 044. Whose number starts with 044? No one, you trickster. Anyway, Monochet. Don't just keep saying what you've said, which was definitely wrong, you absolute pleb. Anyway, so, yeah, a cherry pie and a loaf of, re- lo- loaf of bread. How much do you reckon for both of them? Loaf of bread, cherry pie. In fact, let me work it out. 20, uh, wait a minute. 40, uh, wait, 45p for both of them. How good's that? Well, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What's the, oh yeah, so I was on the bus and I was so hungry, like famished I'd say, and I had a sandwich on me, but I just, I think more often than not, oh god I'm such a whinger, isn't I? I don't know whether you're whinging, it's just, you're just saying what's happened, I know, but I mean I'm just on the bus, I haven't even said any of, I'm on, oh god, I reckon this episode's gonna be ours no don't build it up because if people like you they'll be disappointed when it's not yeah but most people probably switch off now thinking it's gonna be ours well they could just see how long it is on it in it on it in it in it so yeah but most foods that's portable i don't know whether portable is the right word you know snacks that you pick up to take with you on public transport and stuff a bit messy sandwiches are ever so messy and it's very difficult when opening a sandwich for not, like, I'm trying to think of one sandwich flavour that doesn't smell guffy, isn't it? Because it's all sort of been vacuum-packed. The very, very meaty ones are very guffy because it's all, well, it's the meat sweating, isn't it? And that's absolutely horrible, really. Oh, I saw this thing on Facebook the other week about how how you can naturally smoke and cure your meat. I'd love to do that. I just like with salmon and stuff. I just love anything smoked, even smoked cheese. God, I've eaten so much cheese over. I've absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Don't really eat much cheese. And at Christmas, I thought, you know, because I don't even have a cheese board because my brother and is my dad not asked about cheese? I think he's. I think. Oh yeah, he said he just doesn't have cheese because of Joe. And I thought, excuse me, why are we all? Not having cheese because of this one person. He can bloody shove it, buddy. So we had... Uh, oh, and because my brother's girlfriend, she comes, she likes cheese. So I said, this is a revolution and we're going to have cheese. And we did and it was great. Although everyone liked the... Um, there was a, a, a Cornish Wensleydale cheese with 
I want to say blueberries, but I don't know if it was. It was something purple. Like juniper, but no, I think it was blueberries. Anyway, it was a Wensleydale cheat in one of them waxy uh, cases, like uh, like the, well, the shape of a cheese. And it was with a purple berry, I'm going to say blueberries, and, oh, am I lying? Rum. Rum. Raisins. Did it have raisins in it? No. And fudge. It definitely had fudge in it, and that's what put me right off. It was just, it just tasted like a pudding. Oh, I did not like it. I was the only one to not like it. I'm not a massive fan of when things get all hickledy-pickledy. But then, because I, I was one of them that didn't like pineapple on a pizza, but then when I sort of stepped back and looked at myself, uh, I thought, do you know what? I think my biggest problem is the ham. If you look, if you go to the supermarket and you look at um, like a ham and pineapple pizza, it will always say that the ham is reshaped and reformed. That's absolutely minging. Like ham's ham, why do you need to reshape and reform it unless you're turning something else weird that isn't ham into ham? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's like the ham led a really wayward and rebellious life. So that's how it's reformed. It's like, do you know what? I don't want to get into trouble anymore. I'm going to end my life on this pizza. But that doesn't answer the reshaped situation. So what? They even did it with bloody scampi. Me and my boyfriend yesterday were at the fridge, uh, the freezer in Tesco for bloody ages trying to figure out the right scampi because it, they, because the last ones we had, fucking minging, all reshaped. And now I looked, it's a, if you look on your scampi, formed, the ones say formed. The bloody Young's one, the only one that wasn't resha- uh, formed, which is just loads of bits of scampi mushed together, I don't think I've even seen a tail. Because um, that's what it normally is, isn't it? A scampi tail. What is a scampi? You don't see people in the sea. Well, you don't see people from the. Sea. You don't see people that are uh, uh, that know the sea saying, "Oh, see them scampi fish swimming in the sea." Do you? Are they in the sea? Imagine if the scampi's in the sea, the mushy peas are in the sea. They're actually sea creatures too. And the uh, lemon, you'll have a slice of lemon, didn't you, on your scampi and chips? Chips, they're in the sea. Uh. But yeah, the last scampi we yeah the young scampi to get a non-formed one as far as I could see yesterday in Tesco you're looking at six quid who's paying six quid for scampi bloody ridiculous absolutely ridiculous anyway I digress so I was on the coach and I had a sandwich and in the scheme of things it wasn't a very stinky sandwich it was a Oh, the really nice pret. The pret sandwiches are the best. I mean, they're so expensive. I think I said once that I was once on a sandwich. Well, tra- I mean, you weren't travelling on a sandwich. I was once on a bus, on a coach, coming back from Glasgow, and I was eating a pret, and I realised that I'd spent more on my sandwich than I had the train journey. Although they're bloody learning at the minute. I look today... 
uh, how much it would be for a National Express tray, um, a National Express coach to bloody um, Durham, fucking twenty. £25 or something, it is more expensive than the fucking uh, train. Oh my god, ridiculous. Anyway, so I was on the coach and I had a chicken, and I, I bet you're thinking, Harriet, weren't you vegan? Yeah, I, I'm a right old fucker. I'm fat. I told you before, I'm Brian McFaddy. I always have fads, and but I'm never. I'm not a massive meat eater. I'm a sort of. I sometimes I'll go veggie for ages, and I think I just sort of everything in moderation. Sort of eat what I fancy, really. I don't want to put labels on it, man. Right. So I had one of them chicken and avocado in that lovely. It's like a yogurty dressing on a, in the, that pret sandwich. Opened it up. And these fucking gurning bastards were like, ugh, what's that smell? And I was like, excuse me, you've literally been, like, fucking with my chi for the whole of this journey. And 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 you're kicking off about the smell of my sandwich, which is a prep sandwich. So it's actually quite sophisticated. Thank you very much. Good night. Do you believe that? Ridiculous. Anyway, oh, what else was I? Was I? Fucking hell. So it's 17 minutes telling you about the bloody journey that I wasn't even going to get to yet. So, last time I saw you, uh, well, spoke to you, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a bloody while. I've, I had, oh, I had the best gig. I had such a good gig in, uh, went to Bristol and I was quite delicate. I was told you, have I told you about, I'm always paranoid that I'm pregnant. Always. I like sniff a dick and think I'm pregnant. I Obviously, I only have the same willy in my life. God, could you imagine having... Do you know these people that are always messing around? Like, I've known a few people in my life that have had... Um, I mean, obviously, they haven't been close friends because you can't trust people with morals like that. But people that have sort of had full-on different girlfriends on the go. And I imagine some people have... Uh, have I met a few boys, different boyfriends? Yeah, I must have. It just seems exhausting, absolutely exhausting. Obviously, morally, it's awful, but it's, oh yeah, I just don't know how people do it. Anyway, what's the point in that? Oh yeah, so I was, I thought I was pregnant, because I always do. It's one of my absolute neuroses. Even if I never had sex again, I'd I'd think I was pregnant somehow. I'd think, I don't know, a bloody wasp pregnated me on the way to the bus or something. The wasp was on the way to the bus because you got a very good deal. On the Megabus! Megabus don't go to Durham, you know. I thought that was strange. Anyway, so I got the coach to Bristol. I was delicate because A, I thought I was pregnant, and B, what was B? Oh, yeah, so I was not long on this medication. Wait a minute, what else was it? I think it was the day. Yeah, it was. It was the day... I had to start taking double, so even though I was fine on it, I doubled my dosage and then was on a coach and it spun me out, to be honest. But it was a brilliant coach journey, because one thing about the Megabus... In fact, I'd much rather travel by a Megabus than uh, Western National... Is it Western National? No, National Express, because A... Double day, they often have double deck. I had bloody bread fan for bloody National Express once, and everyone was just sitting on each other's laps. That's good, that's exaggeration. So, the mega bus 
double decker, loads more seats. The plugs, the plugs always work. Pretty sure they do. And this trip to Bristol was absolutely fucking brilliant because I had the front seat of the top deck, or the two seats, all to myself. Oh, it was fantastic. But the mega bus do this at quite a few places. Is they just drop you off at a random bus stop, and I find it confusing. Like, if you then need to get back on it. If I'm going to the place, that's fine, because I'll just get, I'll just use my Google Maps and, and get to where I need to go from there. But when you've got to get a bus, I find, so, I, so I got the return from the coach station, National Express, just because I knew then, if I just go to the coach station, it'd be, fi- it'd be fine. Do you know, does that make sense? Does it make sense? But anyway, so I got off the bus in Bristol and I was staying in this hotel the uh, Hampton I think it's a Hampton I think it's one of the Hilton is it Hilton something to do with the Hilton I don't know but I tell you coming up to Christmas just before Christmas everyone must have not been staying in hotels because it was so close to Christmas so people weren't treating themselves because I got the best deals of really, and even now at the minute it's still happening because it's January, so people aren't really staying in places now. Oh, I wish it was like this all the time. I'm going to Sheffield at the weekend, and I've booked a hotel for twenty quid for a proper hotel, ensuite, all of that. Fucking twenty quid, twenty pounds. You dad cannot argue with that. Anyway, so I got off this bus in Bristol. And I uh, looked around where my hotel was. It was right bloody behind me. It was absolutely brilliant. So I just crossed the road. Although Bristol's very confusing, isn't it? It's, there's all so many underpasses and and it's very not. It's not obviously not a motorway, but it just feels like it. You've always there's so many roundabouts, and I I'm just not a fan of an underpass. I never know which way like where I'm gonna pop up. It's like bloody. What was that game that you, you played? Marble run. You put your marbles down and then they come down all these different tubes and paths. I feel like it's like that. So, I stayed in this, uh, this Hampton. I feel like it is Hilton, is it? I don't know. So, I stayed there. Fucking brilliant it was. The the hotel, the room, from the outside, didn't really look all that good. It just looked all right. And I don't even think the reviews were that good. I think it was like a three star, like a two or three star hotel. But the rooms were brilliant. So comfortable, loads of pillows, absolutely loved it. Do you know what? I felt really suave, I did. I loved it. And then went to do the gig. Oh, it was just one of those and it was and it was a time when everyone's starting to say, Oh, the Christmas so I think this was on the eighteenth of December. And then people people were saying, Oh bloody hell, the Christmas gigs, they're they're getting tough and, and I did it was like a sold out Massive theatres, well, obviously sold out because James Acaster was on. And fuck me, it was just the it was the best gig. There's certain places where I just always have good gigs. I think the people are just feeling my vibe. Touch wood. Bristol, very good because they're all a bit weird, aren't they? And how dare I say, maybe Bristol are a bit hipstery, but I don't think I'm hipstery. I don't know, Harry. I think you're um, a secret cool dude. I think just because you've called yourself a secret cool dude makes you definitely not a cool dude. You know what I mean? Oh, I've got potato waffles in the freezer. I haven't had them in ages. I'm only looking forward to them. 
so yeah, so at this theatre, oh, it was it was like an old um, grammar school. So good. Clint Edwards, he was comparing, and he's brilliant. Such a nice chap. Really, really like him. When when you're on with some people, you just could totally be yourself. I was just following him around. Well, no, but didn't mind me following him around. But yeah, I just had a had a had a, had a great time. And others, you know, when you just it's difficult, isn't it? Because there's some people that you try with and you sort of get nothing out of them. And do you know what? I think I've just had an epiphany because it's like, if you're trying constantly and you're not getting anything, it's 90-33% of the time you're not getting equal try. So if they were trying 92% as hard as you were, why did you go, no, because that's what the number I said earlier, so now I'm sticking with it, um, then it, then it would be fine, but more, more often than not, they're just not trying, I just don't think, I guess some people just don't care, I, I just find that baffling, I'd all, I always try with people, it's just polite, isn't it, but yeah, you can, unless it's by paranoia, but I can often sense when people are like, Fucking hell, I don't want to talk to this idiot. But don't really. Well, I guess with some people, you just don't have anything in common. But then with comedy, you've you've automatically got something quite big in common. I think some people, you just miss the memo on so much. Like, there was this act, I was watching him, and, and I was like, my God, so much bluster. And he was... I mean, I mean, I'd give him a, like, because he was, I think he would come back from somewhere on holiday or something, so I think he was knackered, so maybe it was just that. No, because I've seen him before and I thought he was shit. There's these people, though, in comedy that, oh my God, everyone thinks, like, the buzz and that around them is just insane. Like, they just think they're brilliant. I don't know whether a few of them... Like London acts, if they all just have secret meetup groups and and with about fifty of them, and they go, look, we all know we're a bit shit, but if we just constantly tell everyone that each other is amazing, then we'll probably that it'll be a big buzz, and then it'll probably catch on, and then it's like like I'll fake it till you make it sort of thing. Is that the right, the right example? So how about you want to do that? And these people were like, yeah, because my God, watching this guy was like, you are dog shit. And everyone says you're like this, this really unique voice and all that business. But everything I saw was just a hack. Um, like, what's the word? Like, ra- Like racial stuff that that isn't challenging anyone, so it's just, like, easy, like, oh, because I'm brown, and blah, 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 blah. I just think that does more bad than good. Anyway, I've just gone off on the side. But, yeah, and then I've seen um, this same person got this massive, uh, like, TV gig recently, and I was like, really? It was just 
baffling, but the, I guess it's different horses for different courses. And don't be bitter, Harriet. It's just, yeah, no, no, I'm not bitter. Like, um, like people must like him, but I just can't comprehend it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've gone off on the bloody that's what I guess does. My mum always used to say that. She always go, Harriet, you can't like not like people just because they're because they're different to you. But I don't think that is what it is though, because I've because I've watched so much comedy now. I don't know, but I don't know if I don't think you're all that good about like political stuff. Well, maybe I'm not the best at political stuff, but there's a difference between political stuff and just keep saying that you're like a suicide bomber or something just because you're brown right and that's your punchline that's not that's not cleverly political so i i think you're right so i uh where was i so yeah so did the did this gig in bristol it was fucking amazing and uh then and it was uh, i sh- i realized now i probably should have because james acaster was headlining and i should have Stayed and watched him. I was so hungry because I hadn't been eating because of this bloody medication. And by the time I got off this gig, I was oh, I was absolutely famished. So I left, and then all the way home, I kept all the way back to the hotel. I kept like stopping and then going back to the venue to watch him. But then I was just like, oh, I'm so hungry. Anyway, so and the hotel was so lovely, so it was nice to just relax, especially after such a long coach journey and all of that. Oh, and then when I got back to the uh, to, to my hotel, I looked in the mirror, massive bogey up my nose. So I'd done like that really important gig with with really good lighting to like 450 people with a massive loogie up my nose. Bloody nightmare. But great gig, yeah. So much fun. I'd love to do more stuff like that. So much. Oh my God, I've got a dead foot. Yeah, so I was like, bloody hell, everyone needs to wind their necks in about these bloody Christmas gigs. Did that, and then, what did I do? I think I had some Christmas shopping to do when I uh, came back, so I did that. And then, and then, I did a gig on the Thursday. Jesus fucking Christ. So I did this gig in, where was I? Southport. And there was this works doing, and this fucking guy was so pissed. In fact, yeah, everyone else was fine, but it was just every single time you got a bit of momentum, he would just chip in and and destroy it. And as well, because one of my bits, I wish I didn't do it, because it's a cheap joke, but it's... What works at the weekends and stuff like that. It's often like one of my biggest laughs. If I just say, oh, I know I look, I'm not a lesbian, I know I look like one. Blah, blah, blah. And um, and this guy, this pissed guy goes, actually, I don't I don't see you as anything sexual. Look at you, you look really androgynous. Androgynous, not androgynous. And I was like, you know what, mate? And I was just like, bloody hell, just... Some people think of me, and I'm just not like a sexual. But then I don't really want him to think of me as a sexual being, to be fair. And then I went, because I had a cold at the time, and I went, I started to say, Oh, I've got a cold. And he was like, You've got AIDS. And I was just like, The fuck is with this prick? 
Well, it was funny at one point, though. He went, to, well, he started rolling a rolly the loudest anyone could ever rock. Who is that loud rolling a rolly? Do you know what I mean? And then he got up to go out and smoke it and was like, oh, do you mind? Well, I would have mind, minded less if, if you just, A, rolled your rolly a bit quieter and, and C, just left quietly. And then, so then he went to go outside and just, because he was so pissed, just didn't know where the door was and just started walking against the wall and then this woman goes oh we just can't find the expedition and i went do you mean exit and she goes yeah that's what i said and i went no you said expedition like he's off looking for some fossils honestly it's absolutely baffling so and there's this bit I do that where I do like I just start dancing to the Bill Seam tune and it's actually very funny. But because this gig had just been so bizarre and I think everyone by the end of it was just ready to sort of have a break. So I ended on that bit which I end on like ninety five percent of the time and it'll it'll always pretty much get a get an applause break. And then they just looked like not one person laughed. They just looked at me. And then it just made me feel so stupid because I was like, my God, if you break this bit down, it literally is just a just a, late, just a sad lady doing a wiggly dance. And then and it's like, well, what is even funny about that bit? So I just, it was one of them where when I left, like it was fine. Everyone, everyone appreciated that I did the absolute best I could have done in that situation. So... I left, went straight to get the train. I mean, if I fucking never guess what happened. There just was no train for like another hour and a half or something. I was like, are you fucking joking me? So then I went to, I looked at like the nearest place to eat and it said, this was probably about, I don't know, half nine by this point. Uh, and maybe about nine? Anyway, and then I've... I've seen KFC is open till 11 or half 11. So I'm like, brilliant. I'll just get some food, wait in there. Bearing in mind it's not closed for like another two hours or something. So I go there and the guy's like, yeah, it's only takeaway now. And I'm like, why? You're open for another two hours. And he's like, sorry, that's just how it is. Then I got my chicken sat on a bench outside in the cold and by this point one of the fucking audience members that was at the gig walking past was just looking at me with these sad eyes and I'm just like sitting on a bench eating chicken in the winter like an absolute sad sack and then if that wasn't bad enough already uh they fucking changed the recipe the the chips KFC chips I'm a massive fan of french fries I don't appreciate these chunky chips that everyone keeps trying to throw at us willy-nilly. I want a French fry. And then and then what must have happened was they're cooking their fucking new chips for the exact same amount of time as their previous chips. So they're fucking just raw potato in the middle. And because I have a lunchbox meal and they fucking fill the lunchbox right up with chips. I just had all these raw chips. Ugh. Hashtag third world problems, isn't it? God, I got home so late and I left bloody early. Anyway, so that was the Thursday. Then the Friday, I was back up on the coach. In fact, this was the coach with the Gurning men. So I went to to Newcastle to then, because my gig was in Stanley, 
So I went to Newcastle to see the boys that was on the gig with, and then we were getting an Uber, all of us together, over to the gig. Well, it turned out it was so lovely because the um, there's this act, Joby, is it McGeean or McGeean? What's this, sir? McGeean? I'll just say it's uh, McGeean. McGeean. Yeah, Joby McGeean. Because everyone um, talks about how lovely he is, but I've never really. I think I met him once and I was. I think I was on at this gig and then I, I was off straight after so I didn't really speak to him much. But what a little treat. Oh, what a lovely scamp he was. He had a great time. And Stu that works at the stand, he's bloody lovely. And I haven't really spoken to him that much. I always used to find him a bit mumbly. But he was articulating his words better when I saw him. And I had a, oh, we were just laughing at this bloody drunk idiot talking to us. Um, when we were outside having a cigarette and oh and the gig was a bloody nightmare uh because it was just well it was set up awfully and then there was a table of lovely people these teachers and then there was a table of balland joiners that just uh joiners and their wives and every time anyone said anything they looked at the bloody matriarch to see if they could laugh and and then because i i don't know i'm obviously not a straightforward comedian I get well I'm just not an, an, like a white man am I um and they were like rolling their eyes at me some guys came in late with drinks wouldn't even wouldn't even look at me give me a chance rolling their eyes whispering with their girlfriends it's just like you've paid to have fun why can't you just relax and try and have a nice time you absolute like and it, it's just that sort of thing as well in there from a lot of money and ugh, fuck off so anyway they pissed me off and I just couldn't, because you were just playing two rooms, because the teachers were nice, but they wanted it all to be about them, and, and the joiners were just a bunch of cunts, and then this, uh, the annoying thing was, was out having a cigarette, and this guy was telling me that he was gutted, that he couldn't, him and his, his group, he was on a works do, and he was gutted that him and his works do couldn't get in, because they really wanted to come for the comedy, and they were, um... From a funeral home, they would have been far much more fun, isn't it? They wouldn't have taken themselves as seriously. You could have probably had a laugh with them. Because you have to have, surely you have to have a great sense of humour to work in a funeral home. A funeral, a few, isn't that right? A morgue, is it? Is a morgue? Well, there, there'll be a morgue though. A, a funeral home. That's not like a nursing home. No, funeral, funeral. They're they're dead. It's not a nursing home, is it? Anyway. But yeah, you'd have to because you'd bloody kill yourself if you, if you took it to heart. If if, if if a place like that, so I was fucking gutted. I felt like Billy going, come on now, getting these bloody shepherding these joiners out and getting these deaders in. But it was just lovely to see the boys that I was on with. To be honest, that was the best part about it. And then afterwards, we had a few drinks, had a bloody lovely time, then went back, laughing away with the. Oh, it's just so nice when you when you hang out with comics and they're not like like talking all over each other and and like all that up upman up one upmanship. That's it, one upmanship. Um, and then again, I got the bloody. So, oh yes, yeah, so then I got some food. And then lovely Joby walked me to where I was staying. This 
uh, Travel Lodge. Fucking nicest Travel Lodge I've ever been. Well, I don't think I've been in many Travel Lodges, actually. But I had an extra bed in there for some reason. And uh, the view. Oh, it was all lit up all wintry of all the bridge on in Newcastle. It, it was fantastic. Such a comfortable, lovely room. And again, I think that one was about £31. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The only thing I was a little bit worried about was, on the way back, so, because we'd all had a bit to drink, Joby especially, and um, when we went to the, so, he walked me to my hotel, and then he said he needed a wee, and then I was like, oh, just come up to, come up to my room if you need a wee, and, uh, and he was like, and then he sort of looked, like, strange, and then was like, no, oh, and he just kept saying he needed a wee. So I kept saying, oh, you're more than welcome to wee in my room. But then I realised, well, it was just because he kept saying it. But because I then kept saying it, look, I felt like, God, I hope he didn't think. So it was all very, he was, I was like, oh, thanks for walking home. And then it was all very, okay, but I feel like he thought that I was trying to seduce him in my room. But I think... A, you wrote, I mean, you overthink everything. You've got in touch with a friend today because you thought you'd upset him when he was in no way upset and you imagined this absolute ridiculous scenario of what happened. So I, I think he was just pissed and needed a wee. And you said, go to my room if you need to. And then he just... Because I think the security guard of the hotel found him. Well, that was the thing as well because whenever you were in reception at the hotel, it seemed really busy. But... Oh, in my room it was zen. Well, you know why? Because lately I've started, um, when I get a room, I'll leave a note saying, can I have a quiet area? Because I think, isn't it? Because I, I was just never saying stuff like that. And then I was just always in a room next to people that are going, going it's like having a night out. So they're up till fucking late having like pre-drinking drinks. And then they're coming back at like four or five in the morning hammered. So... You know, it doesn't cost anything to say, just to go, oh, can I have a quick, uh, quieter room? Even if it's, well, I wouldn't mind if I'm, like, yeah, by, by an old couple or stuff like that. They must do that, though, because, because naturally, because people would, you know, if you had an elderly couple next to, to people, lads, 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 yeah, they, they wouldn't have that, would they? Yeah, so that was the Friday, so then from... Then I had another lovely time. So I went from uh, Newcastle to Edinburgh and I started the bloody Atlanta Monster podcast. Bloody hell. So I was gripped. I didn't mind all the travelling, so I was gripped by this. I fucking thought he didn't do it. I thought 100%. I thought another poor black man has been framed and set up. Blah, blah, blah. Injustice. That's what I thought. Well, by the end of it, I was like, this guy is a fucking psychopath. He's fucking mad. Definitely did it. Anyway, <clears throat> went to Edinburgh. Stayed in... I think I told you about this place where I, what I stayed in once before. And I was... I didn't like it at first because there was no windows, uh, no internet. And I felt like I was in a dungeon. But in the end, I loved it because I was very... Um, Shut off from everything, forced to write. So that's what I did. And anyway, I stayed in this place. And anyway, it turned out that my friend... In fact, this is a tip if any comedians listen to this. In fact, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this tip. Well, I think only nice comedians will listen to this. 
But um, a friend of mine, lovely Scott Gibson, he said that um, the, what was it, oh, what was it? Was it Premiering or Ibis? Hub. Is it Premiering Hub? Yeah, they do. So they're like a, like a small, like a small with um, very compact rooms, but still nice. I think it's Premiering Hub. Uh, in central Edinburgh. See, the, the, the one that I stay is a, it was probably about a 15-minute walk out from where the gig where the gig was. 15 minutes, Jacko? Mm, I'd say so. Yeah, but I do like it there. Anyway, but this... Is it Ibis Hub? Anyway, whatever the hub it is, it's not in, because I think we all naturally go to the... Um, what's it called? the compare hotel combined i think i use quite a bit but it's usually quite good but yeah but this whatever hub isn't in those you have to go to it directly i've noticed that lately you know that there was an ibis uh ibis i was budget yeah so it wouldn't be an ibis hub because there's the budget it must be premiering hub anyway the ibis budget Budget Ibis. Oh, the fucking point was... What am, I, what am I saying about that? Oh, yeah. That. I thought I got a really good deal. And then I, for some reason, looked at it, like, just before I checked in. And it was even cheaper, or, like, directly on their website. And I was like, oh, that's annoying. And I usually... I pride myself in, you know, invest investigativeness. Yes, then I did... The Gilded Balloon in Edinburgh. Oh, I bloody love it. I love the people at Gilded Balloon. They're always so nice. Mandy, the, uh, the security guard, bloody lovely. Always have a chat with her. What a legend. Uh, oh, if I lived up there, I'd do. She does. It's like taekwondo she does or jujitsu or something. She's t- teaching them all. She's like, yeah, you wouldn't fuck with her. Yes, the giggle's lovely there. Um, I, I just fucking love watching... Scott Gibson, he was closing in. I just think he's brilliant. I just love what he does because he does, because he can, he can, like kill those like really clubby gigs. But like he's 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 way with words and like nuance and, and like he's all very clever. But but he manages to like he, oh he's comparing. Is I think he's I think he's the best compare. Always feel in safe hands when he's comparing. Yeah, and he always does different stuff. Oh, I just love what he does. Love, I could listen to him for for hours. I really could. Anyway, then went out for like Christmas drinks with him and his new girlfriend, and uh, and uh, Katie and everyone that works at the Gilded Balloon. Oh, it was lovely, absolutely lovely. I had a great time. And then, uh, yeah, my final gig before Christmas was in Bolton, sort of like a corp. Was it a corporate? Uh, yeah, I got on this corporate site, but I don't know. It wasn't a well. Fucking hell, it was tough. I knew when they because the, the corporate was taking the piss, saying because the the first guy. I don't know. I guess some people say he's not the best, but he was smashing it. So I thought, oh fucking hell, and then the, and then the corporate was getting in my head, saying, well, if you you know. If you can't do well, 
then you, you can't follow him, can you? And I was like, oh, this is awful. But I just knew I couldn't. The stuff he was saying, it, it was just all... Yeah, I just... I just I'm no, I didn't get in my head because I tried really hard and I just knew. The first bit when I say... Um, oh, what do I say? What do I want to say? I know I look, I look like a, a, a dress like someone said, wear an outfit that sums up mental health. Mental health. And uh, they just went... Oh, I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? Why are you owing? I am. Oh, what are you on about? So, the, so in their heads, they've obviously heard mental health and and gone. Oh, that's sad. Like, oh, for fuck's sake! I was absolutely awful. And then in the end, it. I, I only did well when this absolute ringleader of the group went to the toilet and I put a jacket on and they all loved it and then she come, she come back in and frantically my head in. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was tough. But, cash in hand. And it, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. And the guy running it, oh, was so nice. Couldn't do enough for anyone, so that was nice. And then, yeah, then the next day, drove home for Christmas. Driving home for Christmas. I was great. Usually, we have my Christmas playlist that I've compiled on Spotify. But we just kept listening to the radio. Because you're going literally from one end of the country to the other, the the radio station is just changing so much. So we just got... So many different stations and songs and stuff. It was mainly Christmas songs anyway. I love that one. Uh, it's so underrated. The um, the Spaceman by Krista Berg. Ah. I mean, I'm not really sure what it has to do with Christmas. Is it like a metaphor for Jesus or something? That's what my boyfriend seemed to think, but I'm not really sure because it's... It's a fucking tune. So you did always used to say it was the you were drunk, you were pretty, but yeah, I don't know. Everyone says that's their favourite one, and it's good. But I think I've heard it too much now. But yeah, this Space Man song, I fucking love it. I've even put it on my playlist to listen to at non-Christmas times. What did we have? In fact, what did we have? Oh, yeah, so we only had one stop. So usually, I was thinking, usually we have KFC on the way home, but because of the fucking chip gate, I refuse to have KFC. And then my, my boyfriend gets, gets home and, and starts telling everyone that he stopped uh, drinking milk. And I was like, excuse me, you had a massive milkshake on the way down from McDonald's. And he was like, no, it, yes, you definitely did. I tell you what, I don't particularly like McDonald's, but their breakfast, bloody love them. I get an egg McMuffin, hash brown, cup of tea. We just can't beat it. We could probably beat it. But do you know what? I'd rather have that. Lately, I, I've been sort of paying for the breakfast option. Well, although the, the Hilton, you automatically get breakfast, which I thought was brilliant and probably how it should be. But then when I went there, I realised why. Because it's fucking shit. And then I, I was sitting down eating my breakfast. And do you know what? I'm all for... Being friendly, I, I always try and be friendly, but my God, it was so early in the morning and, and the staff, hello, all right, how can I help? What do you want? Do you want a croissant? Do you want this? I was like, Jesus, I need to wake up a bit. This is intense. 
okay, madame, 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 can I get you this, madame? I was like, I am not madame, I'm out here, die Madame, oh, could it? And they're just all up in your grill. And then you put your plate down and it's gone. And I know that's good service and they're trained that way and they're trying really hard. But fucking I'll get out of my grill, do you know what I mean? It's probably half past seven. Anyway, as I sat down with my fried breakfast, I realised I don't think I like fried breakfast. I think we like automatically eat them because that's what there is when we stay at places like this. But the fucking eggs, I don't even think they're actual eggs. They're always like, they're, it must be powdered egg, I'd say, more often than not. Even if you go to nice places, the bacon, when people need to learn, we don't want floppy fat. I probably won't really have bacon anyway, but if I am having bacon, crispy. Everyone loves crispy bacon, don't they? When I see all this floppy, fatty bacon, what, what are you doing? Who likes that? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, so McDonald's. So then I got home and oh, just had the best Christmas. It was so good. It was just lovely. And I said to you, didn't I? I said, it's better now that... I was going to say it's better now that mum's gone. I didn't mean that. I just meant because obviously for a while it was just so sad because you realise well, mum was like the, the catalyst of the family and then... But now we got Joe's brother and my boyfriends and it's all of its small, well, you know, my dad and my brother, not just Joe's girl, uh, Joe girlfriend and, and my boyfriend, but not me and him. Yeah, it's, we, you know, it's nice we play Cards Against Humanity. I had to explain what bloody cottaging was to dad and he said, oh, I bloody have to try that. So I think that's his fucking New Year's resolution to try cottaging. And then I realised, who was I telling him about this other day? And I realised, I told him the wrong thing. I thought cottaging was when there's when you go to a public toilet, there's a hole in the wall, you stick your dick through it. But apparently that's a, a glory hole. Cottaging is where you just, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's in toilets though, isn't it? You do, you do pick people up. So, yeah, so I think I'm going to have to... Well, I think my dad listens to this. So if you... Dad, if you listen to this, abort mission. Because I think I've told you the wrong thing. And I hope you were joking anyway. And I hope you don't do that. Is it illegal? Am I dobbing you in? I don't think it is. But it's... I know you were joking. It's just... Maybe I should edit that bit out. Fucking <laughs> hell. Anyway. Yeah, so it was absolutely... It was a lovely time. We all just get on brilliantly. No dramas or anything like that. Me and my boyfriend went, like, lovely walk to the pub. We were drinking so much wine and cheese. It's been hard to get back in the swing of things, to be honest, because it was just so nice. Living like a slob. Yeah, Yeah, it's been really tough. I found I've had no motivation and then... Because I haven't been writing that much since I went on these, this medication again anyway. And it's just difficult. But oh, I will say this though. One thing that happened that was lovely. Was, um, so I did a gig. It's weird actually. Because I'm less anxious about gigs. Which is good with this medication. And there's less. Like I'm enjoy- Like I'll just sort of take it. And, and be more. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like, I was dreading that Bolton gig a bit and a few bits and bobs, but I'm not... Like, there's not this fucking... This, like, toxic knot in my stomach. 
which is good. But well, in fact, there kind of was actually, and because I had this gig on the twenty seventh of uh, December in Cornwall, and then it's just oh, it's just family and friends, isn't it? And then, like you just get in a fluff about it, and then and I always worry that people think what she'd be doing this for how many years and she's a bag of shit because sometimes like before previously you've had people that that didn't even like you in school and just turned up just to like see what the fuss is by it so there's nothing supportive about it do you know what I mean but um but just lovely people just turned up like great great people from growing up to get this right my um when I get this right when I was uh, 17, I've told you all before, I was in hospital for ages, three months I think it was, I was so ill, and uh, this nurse was just absolutely wonderful, I ended up going to a, like, underage, going to a hen pie and all, and all of that, and, and she took me under her wing, I mean, we did smoke together, which was bad, because I, you know, I only had one lung that worked, but she was just a fucking legend, anyway, she bloody came to this gig after eighteen years. I hadn't seen her, and she comes. She didn't look at didn't look a day different. Still works in the hospital. What a bloody legend! What a legend! But then I got in such a flap about that because I know she was joking. But she said when she messaged me uh, before, she's like, "You better be bloody funny." And then it's just the pressure, and it? it just makes you so anxious. And I thought, "Oh God," because you'll tell because all the nurses are still there. She'd be like. Oh, do you remember Pink Harriet? Yes, because they used to call me Pink Harriet because I had pink hair then. Well, it was actually red, but they called me Pink Harriet. Um, she's like, oh, it's purple now. Is it? So I haven't even really changed that much, really. Well, it was so nice that she was on the front row. She was laughing away. Is Then she uh, messaged me the next day saying that she absolutely loved my stand-up. And what else did she say? She said, you're still the crazy, same crazy Pink Harriet. I fell in love with all them years ago. Oh, it's lovely. So nice. And then my friend Kelly, who I haven't seen for about five years, we I think I spoke spoke about her on on this or on air a while ago. Oh, we lost touch. I was a bit of a dick to be honest. Um, and then got back in touch, and yeah, she came to this, and she she absolutely loved it. She m- met my boy, well, fiance. In it, I just feel oh, I don't think I'm ever gonna get used to saying fiance. So she met him and they got on really well. Well, he's, he just gets on so well with everyone. He's such a lovely chap. So he was chatting to everyone and he was like, bloody hell, Harry, your friends are so lovely. Well, yes, because I don't, I'm not going to hang around with dicks, am I? Um, so yeah, so many people came and it, oh, it was... Oh, it was it was quite special, actually. It was, it was really, really nice. It was really chuffed and it was so nice to be back in touch with my friend again, you know. But that's that's true friendship, isn't it? You can come and go and have differences and but you you know what's what at the end of the day, didn't you? That you do, I mean that you do. So yeah, it's been hard getting back into things to be honest. Since being back it's like oh, I've been I've been spiralling down I've been watching and listening to loads of murder stuff and then I've been fucking spiralling down vortexes with that and it's oh I just don't do myself any favours and then I I said uh said this yesterday because I've just been getting up late and going to sleep late vicious cycle 
and then seeing other people getting opportunities and doing stuff already this year, and you're like, oh, fucking hell, why aren't I doing that? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I really, you're not doing that because you're fucking staying in bed till bloody 11, feeling sorry for yourself, looking at fucking murderers. So just wind your neck in. I thought, Do you know what? I'm having a nice day tomorrow. Make plans. And then day after, that's it. I'm getting up normal and working hard, blah, blah, blah. Well, it all happened quite wonderfully in the end. So it just so happens that yesterday was the day that I was going to just continue to have a nice day before the work starts. And my lovely friend, Hayley Ellis, was coming round with her dog, Kevin. And we were going to go... We were uh, uh, recording our podcast... Which which will be out on Monday, I think. It's called Don't Tell Anyone But on all platforms. And very funny. So have a listen to that. I've told loads of stories I think I've told before, actually. Probably have, knowing you. You just tell the... Like a nana, you just tell the same stories over and over again. All right, rude. So I did the podcast, then went for a walk. The, the dog was bloody losing his shit while doing the podcast, so then we put him in my room with my boyfriend, and then I walked in, and he's there on the bed all snuggling, so sweet, bless him. Anyway, uh, went for a walk, and it just so happened that Hayley was just the best person to to be around, like, just so happened, that because of how I feel it. She just 100% gets it, and and was like oh, mate, why don't you do this, try this, try that? And that's a proper that's a proper friend. I've tried chatting before to people, and they're just like, turn it around on themselves, or blah, blah, blah. Or maybe I'm, yeah, I'm probably a bit selfish, but I just, I don't know, I just, I hope I just didn't do what everyone else does, where oh, she wasn't trying to talk, and I was, no, no, our conversation, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. I'm sure it was. Um... Yeah, and she's just giving me really good advice, like, get up, do this, and I've got these, all these notebooks I can use, and, and put your goals for the day, and all that, oh, it was just really useful, and then I just, and I think I just needed to, you know, because it's just handy when, when you chat to someone that just totally gets it, and she said, you know, you have these spurts of, I do, well, that's bloody bipolar, isn't it? I have these spurts of mania, and, oh, yeah, I'm going to do all this, and then I barely come crashing down. It's absolute vicious cycle. I need to just, it's just difficult, isn't it? Well, I have it. Nothing worth having comes easy. Just got to keep. All you can ever do, my love, is try your best. That's That's all you can ever do. But you need to start going to sleep late, waiting up late, and you need to... You need to work hard, because when you work hard, that's when things come. Stop Googling murderers. Please, for the love of God, thank you. Yes, that was great. Big up, Hayley Ellis. So lovely. Papa helped me, she did. Really lovely of her. Right. So I've got your good news from fucking ages ago. I found one from, like, December the fucking Pungleton. Let's have a look. So this one is from... Because I haven't, I haven't done this. This was three weeks ago now. Is it? Yeah. 
And then I'll do the Christmas one. I'll tell you what is good. Have you heard of Sintoya Brown? So this this is great news. So I saw ages ago one fucking thing that bloody Kim Kardashian did that was good to Brenda because I can't stand that vacuous cunt. But her and a few other people like Rihanna and that really brought this case into the, the public eye of this girl, Sintoya Brown, when, when she was... 60, oh, I don't think it was, I think she was younger. She was basically, um, like, pimped by this guy called fucking, what was he, what was he called? Like, fucking Tooties or something, or, no, Cutthroat, that was it, Cutthroat. That's what he was known as. And, um, pimped by him, uh, sex trafficked, and, um, sold to this, this guy and then she shot him in the back of the head uh but he was getting fired anyway she got tried as an adult which she definitely should shouldn't have back then and then and then um no like uh review or anything for like 51 years and she's already been in 15 years so she's already been in really the amount of time that someone would serve for killing someone but she was drugged trafficked uh, so I don't think she had, I don't think, she was from a broken home and then went into foster, but I think the foster parents were actually alright, but then, uh, but anyway, so it's, but in the in um, August, she's coming out, and then people are saying, oh, but she, people are saying that she, um, she was trafficked and this and that, but she, she robbed, yeah, because she robbed the guy, but she robbed the guy, uh, because if she went back to the pimp empty-handed, he'd fucking kill her. I mean, you're not having fucking jollies when when you're living in a fucking motel room with a man called Cutthroat, are you? Like, and I'm not being funny, but even if she did just shoot him and rob him, she's done. She's done 15 years, and in prison, she's done all these courses, and she's been like um, mentor for people and all sorts proper change. Uh, changed her life. I think it's wonderful she's getting out, but yeah, people are people are kicking off. She just wasn't given a fair a fair chance, and and apparently in records they just kept saying teen prostitute. You're not a teen prostitute, are you? You've been trafficked. No one is choosing to, be, and even if if you're choosing to be a prostitute as a teenager, you've been fucking um, uh, groomed. You're not of you're not of a grown up mind to know what you're doing. Hundred percent. Fucking let her come out in August. People fucking kicking off about her. Jesus. Just look at googling. Look at her when she was when she was sentenced in court and that. She's just a fucking kid. So sad and she she you know she's she knows that she's done awful. She says she has. Fucking hell. I listened to this uh, podcast once and it was this. So in some prisons there's a word for it, but I can't think of what it is. Where victims either victims of the the, the crime itself, or um, or victims that have uh, been subjected to a crime similar to, to that, meet up with the offenders in prison, like to look them in the eye, ask them why they did it, and and all of that, and for the like, I guess to work towards closure for both of them. And yeah, fucking hell, this one where this pimp. 
honest. And she made a good point. She's like, you can't even call yourself a pimp because you're a trafficker. Pimping is glamorising it all. And I never even thought of it until she said that. I was like, God. And then I thought he was really, he sounded really sorry. He was like, ah, oh, you know, I was this and I was that and I was that. And, she, and this woman was like, because she was trafficked at a young age. And she was like, all you're saying is you felt this and you feel that. Like, like what about the people, the girls who like, whose lives you're, you destroyed? And I was like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, I thought he seemed sorry. But no, he's not, he's not understanding what it was like for them. And then when she sort of pulled him up on that, he was like, oh, okay, I understand. Like, he said he understood, but he didn't really sort of say... Sorry, it's really interesting, but yeah, very sad. I think you need to be careful what you get absorbed in. I know, watch that bloody manhunt with uh, Martin Coombs um, about that guy that that's in prison for uh, Minnie Dowler and all them. My God. And then I was just stuck in a vortex of murderers on Google. Jesus, Harriet. Anyway, so, good news. So, this one is three weeks ago. So, uh, lovely Jennifer Banks said, I saw Mercury Rev at the Brundanel Society... Brundanel Social Club in Leeds. One of my highlight, One of the highlights of my year. They were bloody amazing. I mean, I had to pretend. But I did not know. I, d- I don't know who they are. Mercury Rev, are they, I'm going to say, indie? I thought I was down with the kids, but maybe not. Are they old? Are they new? I don't, I haven't a fucking clue. I asked her what are top three things of the year. She goes, I would say, getting up to receive the Fringe Production of the Year Award at the Northern Soul Awards and having a cracking run at Buxton Fringe Festival in the summer. You've had a great year, Jennifer. Did you like Jennifer? She's a good egg. Sarah Harrison says, managed two weeks of working 50% hours back in the office and also survived the office Christmas party on Friday. Being at my best friend's this weekend for our other mates housewarming and then seeing Zoe Lyons tonight. Overall, a really good week and weekend. That's great. Sarah's come from... Bloody hell! So Sarah's the 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 girl that we that we're saying that's been in the. Is it? What do you say? Prior priory? Is that is that what you say? And now he's back in the real world and and doing well, which how it seems, Sarah. So I. I hope you had a good Christmas, and I hope. It continues. And how was Zoe Lyons? I just think she's brilliant. She's one of my absolute favourite acts. Brilliant. People think we've got the same face. I've got... It's um, the, I We don't have... You know when people smile and it curls up at the sides? Yeah, our sort of smiles are more like Wallace and Gromit. Like just straight. Lovely Linda Isgrove says, booked to see you in February at Gulliver's, so really looking forward to it. Have a great Christmas. Oh, Linda. Oh, dear. That is going to be an absolute disaster. No, Harriet, it's New Year. Be bloody positive. It all, at the end of the day, Harriet, you're doing 
an Edinburgh show in August. So the pre, if, if someone's coming to watch the preview in February, they're going to know it isn't going to be a finished show. They're just happy to see to see what you're going to do. And what I will do, Linda, is my absolute best. A lot of it will be like, I'm probably going to do this at this point. And then, but as it happens, I've started working on it. So I'll hopefully have a treat for you. And lovely Mike Newell is also doing his work in progress to his new show. So if anyone fancies coming, if one's a disaster, the other one will be a treat, I'd say. Or even if both are average, that's a good night out. Me and Mike, I'd say, are both entertaining people. So I hope I haven't done myself a disservice there. You'll get a lot of effort, Linda, is what you'll get. And you can know that from the bottom of my loins. Paul Bate says, treating myself to some luxury bog roll with it being Christmas and all. Normally buying the Tesco value kind. I bloody hear you, Paul. I've been doing the same lately. I've thought, do you know what? My poor little bottom deserves a better life. So I've started. I've got ideas beyond my station. And I've started getting a far better toilet roll. And I I don't think I'm going to change it back, actually. Claire Forrester says, won a meal at a new Chinese. You're always winning things, Claire. And also got chosen as a finalist in the competition to have our dog at our wedding for photo. What? To have our dog at our wedding for photos. What does that mean? So you're having a wedding. Is your dog... A dog's not allowed at weddings. Is that what it is? So the venue's letting you have a dog? Or or do you have to win a competition in order to have a dog? Sure. I, I don't understand. Let me know. Not a bad week, hey? Also went out for a Christmas catch-up with my bestie last night. What a treat. Alison Colville says, I went home to Devon and spent some time with family and friends, got a load of Christmas presents sorted, had a lovely Sunday roast on Dartmoor before driving back to Brum, now snuggled up with my niece's baby. And Christine, Christine, Christine says, got young person we are fostering into football team few weeks ago when they came to us as it's their passion. Oh, I've said, I'm sorry. Got young person we are fostering into football team. A few weeks ago when they came to us as it's their passion. What's happened is you put a football emoji in the middle of the sentence and it's thrown arm saying it. They've never had a chance to play. They only went and scored a screamer of a goal at the weekend. 30 yards back, big loop, straight over the keeper. First goal for them. And first goal for their team in weeks. Oh my days, we cried happy tears. Team and supporters went bonkers. The team still lost, but sometimes victory is not reflected in the scoreline. Just the best feeling when they run up and hug and high-five you as they're bursting with happiness and pride. Oh, Christine, that's lovely. I don't know if I've... If I've um, seen that up until now, that is lovely. Really lovely. And then finally, the latest news after Christmas. Claire Forrester says, 97% cheese and wine sounds a great place to be. Highlights of today is finishing work an hour early and finally getting my hands on a Flopsy Bunny 50p. And we're going to see Mary Poppins Returns again tonight. 
oh, wait a minute, she's replied, I haven't read this bit. Mary, because I asked about, because um, she's collects these coins, and I asked about Mary Poppins. She said, Mary Poppins is bloody awesome. So much of the original film brought into the new film makes you smile all the way through. And I only need the new Peter Rabbit, 50p. Is that the one I've got? Plus, would like the snowman one, but I don't think that's going to happen. Had a lovely Christmas, despite only having two days off. But looking forward to our little break in March for my birthday. Oh, mate, if you only need the Peter Rabbit one, and I've got it, you can have it. Let me know. Uh, Kelly... Seeing you, my lovely, oh, and spitting out my drink whilst laughing. So Kelly was the lady that, the lady that came to my gig that is a dear, dear friend. And uh, lovely time meeting my boyfriend, eating chocolate for breakfast and staying in PJs all day. Linda Isgrove says, Manic Christmas Day with three grandkids, but quiet after that and a nice, quiet, cheese fueled New Year. Everyone's been on the cheese. Back to normal now and no more cheese for a while. New game still to open, sent to us by really, a really good friend in Canada. And the game is called like, Iguana or something, isn't it? Chameleon. I'd like to know what that is. But she said she'll give it a try when the kids are here, so I assume it's not like Cards Against Humanity. Jennifer Banks says, bought myself and coffee a nice coffee machine, which was very exciting. And because my niece is obsessed with Nicolas Cage memes, I gave her a St. Nicolas Cage Christmas card by a fabulous, funny artist lady I know. Thanks, Harriet. That was from me. You're welcome. Uh, lovely George Amis says... My good news is that this week I flew to Hamburg, Germany to visit my friends there. It was very cold, but I learned how to ice skate when I was there. Wishing everyone all the best in 2019. What a bloody good egg, George. I watched um, Bloody Dancing on Ice. Do you see Gemma Collins? Oh, I'll tell you. She's someone else I get. I mean, she's an absolute knob, but I think she's hilarious. Have you seen... When she when she fell down that hole at the MTV Teen Awards, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Felt sorry for I watched that documentary um, about a new life in Spain. Uh, do you know what? I felt really sorry for her. That James Argent fucking they had a fl- they had a house over there. She's gone over to see him. They're supposed to be setting up this new life. He's told her he needs to get his head sorted. Told us to check in a hotel and being off partying all the time. The fuck is wrong with him? Grow up. I just felt really sorry for her. She was just really upset. Anyway, I don't know him, do I? Right, I need to go. I think I think this has lasted hours. I'm so sorry. Uh, my God, an hour and 25 minutes. Jesus Christ. Right. Thank you. for. We'll be back at a decent hour from now on. Um, I mean, at a decent time... Period. Do you know what I mean? Not at a decent hour. Have it. Let him go. Thank you, David Harris, as always. You're absolute legend. If anyone wants to show me their appreciation with monetary value, head over to Patreon. Give me some of your sweet dollar. If not, no worries. I don't mind. Um, 
leave a review, that would be good. I don't know if you can on, um, a few people have asked me this, if you can with an Android, and I don't know, I think it has to be on iTunes. I don't really know, I might Google it, I should know that, I'm a bit so sorry. Do you know what? This has been episode 75. 75! Bloody hell! Do you know what? I hope you've, I hope you're well. Wish you all the best, I hope you have a lovely start to the year, and I hope that our paths cross soon. If you want to get in touch, get in touch with me on my Facebook page, which is Harriet Dyer Comedy. I'm on all the, all the shit, really. Twitter, Facebook, Insta, you know, constantly pouting. Well, no, you don't really do. No, it's just, that, it's just makes me sad, pouting. Is it Davey's weird that that's, that's what you think of doing when you're going to have a photo? You, you immediately think, oh, I need to pout my lips. Oh, I need a potato waffle. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Um, all the best. Thanks so much. See you on the flip side. God bless. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download. Share. Tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.